people have like parents have aspiration that oh I want my kid to be a doctor like my my dad wanted me to be a doctor and he was really disappointed when I told him I don't like science he was, he was like he got a major heart arrest he's like oh, you don't like you don't want to be a doctor I said I don't want to break it out to you that way but no I'm mean, like being good in something is different than wanting to pursue it further I'm mean, like no way I don't want because to me I am like if I don't enjoy doing something I'm not going to give my 100% in it ever preach girl I couldn't agree more Growing up in the developing world my experience was similar you're basically only quote unquote someone if you become a doctor engineer architect or lawyer the end an actress how dare i well here we are two creative women pursuing graduate level educations and if you ask me the possibilities are endless when you do something you're truly passionate about This is NYIT International, where we explore what it means to be an international student in the USA. We document the joys and challenges and the amazing journeys. I'm your host, Emily Tafur. Today, I give you one of my favorite interviews to date. I enjoy meeting all international students and learn so much in the process, but Pooja and I specifically had one of the most honest conversations ever, and I cannot wait for you to hear it. Hi, my name is Pooja Rani Das and I'm a international student pursuing communication arts here and this is my second masters and this is my second semester too. I'm from West Bengal, the west part of India. Bengal? As in Bengal tigers I asked? Yes, she shared. They're only in that specific region of the world and you can go on tiger safari. Pause. Anyone want to go look for tigers with me? How amazing! It's hot and humid most of the year there, except for about two months when the cold weather comes around, but never drops below 5 degrees Celsius or about 42 degrees Fahrenheit, she claims. Upon meeting her, Pooja is clearly very smart and has never fit into society's box. When asked what most sticks out to her about growing up... I was a very naughty kid, and... Uh, well, I'm a 90s kid, so not major technology. So I was like, I remember mostly playing out with friends and, you know, running about and, you know, doing all sorts of mischievous things. And yes, that's what I liked because we didn't ha- did not have much of TV exposure or the internet. And it was mostly me and my friends around school because that's the most of the time I spent was in my school. And yes, mostly. So it was like outdoor activities. One other big thing sticks out about her upbringing. Travel. Her family had a tradition I'm incredibly fond of. You'll understand why in a moment. I've been traveling all over India since the age of three. My father had a strict rule that like in a year you need to take two major breaks one in summer and one in the winters like for a 15 to 20 day solid break where you go around with and it's only family time you have to be with family and it's like you see new people you see their cultures you talk to the locals it's not just you going and visiting and staying in hotels but you actually go out and meet new people couldn't have said it better myself So Pooja wanted to study abroad for as long as she can remember, not necessarily in the U.S., but definitely outside of India. However, 
but my parents were like Indian parents, conservative. And they're like, you don't have any family there. How are you going to survive? You're a lone girl. And you're a girl, the first thing. So it took me five years to convince them to let me go. And they're like, I still get two mandatory video calls every day stating what you ate, to what you're doing, to how's the weather, and when you're coming home. So letting the firstborn go is a major, major step because nobody from my family has ever gone abroad. Nobody left mainland India. Nobody left Asia. So leaving, letting you fly and totally alone it was a very big leap for them, for me as well. They've taken it and they've like, they've survived. We both have survived. We all have survived. Somewhere at the point I knew, I knew I had to come out. I'm like, how long can you be under, you know, your parents protecting you? You need to fend for yourself at some point of the time. Why not now? In the end, most of the time, our parents want the absolute best for us. And I get that. But reaching that point of saying, this is what I want, and committing to our choices independently is life-changing, and something we all have to go through. Travel and facing the unknown can be great catalysts toward taking that leap toward independence. Of course, it's not necessarily an easy one. Firstly, you have to go through the universities you want to go through. And then what are their criteria? And what is your criteria? What do you want? Like certain people have to think about financial, you know, ability too, if they can afford it to actually travel and be on their own. And then you send out your mark sheets and your other tests. We have to take other tests. Like for a person coming from India, I have to take an English language test because that's not the dominant language in our country. And then we have to take other tests depending on our department. Like if I want to go into engineering, I have to take a GMAT. If I am into, you know, media or any other, I have to take a GRE. And then they, if you're accepted, they send you a letter and an I-20. I-20 is basically your visa status. To come to U.S. and stay in U.S., that's your visa status. And after that, initially, you book for a visa date, you go for a biometric test, and then you got to go for an official visa interview. The infamous interview. Pooja put it this way. Imagine having to prove yourself, your worth to someone, in a three- to five-minute interview. Their entire premise is, why should I give you this visa? And to add to the suspense... You can't take anyone in with you, and you get to watch countless people in the line ahead of you get their visa rejected right before your eyes and wonder why. But Pooja was determined at this point. After insisting to her parents this is what she wanted for over five years, she was not about to back down. I'm glad she didn't, because they granted her visa, and off she went to New York City. What comes next is the ice bath, that initial first-time arrival shock. When I got here, it was dead of winters. So coming from a country that has 5 degrees Celsius for winter to coming to a country where they have minus 15 degrees Celsius for winter is too much for my body and my mental health. So I was like, where did I come? Because firstly, I have three huge luggages with me. I've got two backpacks. I don't know anybody, I have no contact person, and where am I going to land? The thing is, luckily I had a senior from NYID to help me out. So he was my contact person, so I you know, went and I was there for, with him 
for a few days. I've never heard of this contact person thing before, but I love it. It makes total sense, and I'm so relieved to hear this is something New York Tech helps arrange. But getting here is just the beginning, and our Long Island campus is not the easiest to navigate. I remember my first class. I was lost in my campus. I didn't know where to go, and it was dark because it's four o'clock, but it's already dark here. It's awful and it's cold, and you have. And the funniest thing is, you have to take a shuttle, inter-campus shuttle, to go to your own building. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen. So I'm like, okay, I'm given a map. That map doesn't help me. I am walking behind the basketball court to find which car, which is actually in the map. It's drawn like that. So I literally take it that the which car hall is just behind the basketball court. But it's like I never knew you have to go to the Forbidden Forest to get into the Mitchkar Hall. That's what I called it because it was like dark. I couldn't see anything. There was no lights on the road. That's the surprising thing. I mean, like, why wouldn't you have light? The Forbidden Forest thing made me laugh. If you've been to the Long Island campus, you probably know exactly what she's talking about. And if any of the powers that be ever listen to this, I do agree with her that campus lighting could be improved. In general, the campus is not very friendly to non-drivers, and I can see how it would be hard to get used to. When it came to visiting New York City for the first time, Pooja felt like she'd stepped into a Hollywood movie. New York City, oh my God, Manhattan, is like you see in films. It's like it's it houses so many things, and you know the Central Park, and you know the other historic. You know, museums. I'm like more of a museum person. I'm like, oh my god! When I first go- went to the city, I visited the city. I'm like, I was totally overwhelmed. I'm like, oh, where am I supposed to visit first? The city itself is a world of possibilities. Pooja definitely misses the food from home, but was very mature in admitting that it's a whole new place. And why would she expect the food to be the same? According to her, it's obviously different in a good way. She does feel like her tolerance for spicy food has lowered, though. No worries, Pooja. It will build back up, I'm sure. On the prospect of returning to India, although she loves and misses her family, especially her dog, and her country, she brought up a couple of important limitations. Firstly, let's start off with the pay. Women are not equally paid as men. I mean, like they're doing the same amount of job, for God's sake. I don't understand. And secondly, if you're into media, you'll look down because it's it's not engineering, it's not doctor, you're not architecture, you're not a lawyer. You are into media, so oh, she is into media. So yes, I understand. So that's why that's the reason why I chose New York because it's a hub of communication, and no other city in the world could be as you know vibrant. For pursuing a you know a career in media rather than New York, not that those limitations are non-existent here in the developed world. I feel we still very much deal with gender disparity issues as well as societal pressures to follow one prescribed path toward and one definition of success. But they are influential only to some degree in our capacity to work towards our goals, especially when compared to the way things are back home, perhaps. In terms of what those goals are for Pooja, what I've been always dreaming of pursuing after my master's was my PhD in communication, which I'll be getting along. Yes, I'm working towards my PhD, and I will be applying for schools with PhD programs. And as 
a profession, I, I really don't want to be a professor, to be honest. I'm more of a person who believes in doing things on her own. I really, what I love in doing is reading books and editing. So like being an editor or in a publishing house or having her own publishing house, that's something I want, really dream of. And my final question is always, how has New York Tech contributed towards materializing those dreams? Well, the curriculum here is really industrial-oriented. That's what I feel. And you have exposure to everything, like mostly companies. And you have professors who actually help you to achieve those goals. So I think NYAD as being one of the, you know, it's quite famous. Like it's quite reputed if one of the technology hubs when you come from a third world country. So it has really helped me to know people and know what I want and you to help me get them. Knowing what we want. That last bit is golden knowledge, Pooja. It's really all about figuring out what it is we want, what's important to us, and how to achieve personal and professional fulfillment in our own way, whatever success means to each and every one of us. Finally, Pooja would like to extend a fantastic invitation to all of our listeners. Well, I'll tell you, if one has not visited India, you should. They should at least once in their lifetime. It's, it's a phenomenal place and they have so many things to offer. So yeah, once in their lifetime, they should visit India and have the food. That's what I say. <laughs> Thanks for listening to NYIT International. I'm Emily Tafur, and this episode was produced, written, and edited for Globesville by me. Please share with your friends, family, and classmates, rate or review the podcast, and reach out if you'd like to be on it. Etafur at nyit.edu. E-T-A-F-U-R at nyit.edu. Catch you next time.